Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. The ADP data was revealed yesterday. We got through the first 12 names on the board just to kind of give you a taste of how we want to look at this stuff. And today we will look at the next roughly 38, but really, first of all, it's hard for me to count. Once we get a little farther down the board, yesterday it was really easy because I could look and it was like, oh, ADP is 7.8, but I could just count. I was like, oh, that was actually, you know, the number is 7, not the number 8, blah, blah, blah. That's going to get tougher when you see a guy who has ADP 33.3 and then another guy who has 33.6 and you're trying to figure out where they're actually listed in order. So we'll start using the actual average pick. The actual ADP, when we refer to these guys. We're going to go through the board and see if we can find some folks that are kind of in weird spots, especially when it you consider how well yesterday's top 12 correlated to Yahoo's preseason rank board. And is just there anything jumping out at us here in the early going? First and foremost, I want to welcome you all to the podcast. This is Fantasy NBA Today. I am Dan Vespers, and this is a sports ethos presentation all the good stuff going on at Sports Ethos right now. We have NBA Listener Leagues opening tomorrow. If you'd like to get in on those, we'll be sending out a big email blast in the next 24 hours or so. So hit me up on Twitter at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Those are two B's and two S's. Boy, Sam, if you're trying to spell that out. I used to do, what did I do? Bravo, Echo, Sierra... Bravo, Romeo, India, Sierra. I had to look up the military uh, associates. I'm not a not a military household, so I don't. I feel like I'm appropriating that, but I I did want to make sure you guys got the letters right. At Dan Vespers on Twitter, if you want to get involved in any of our listener leagues, which are going to be a lot of fun, I'll be reminding you about those for about the next month and change. Uh, we are also recruiting, looking for fantasy writers, NBA, NFL, MLB, whatever your pleasure might be we are very much looking for dfs folks if you want to move up in the organization fast that's the place to do it right now and if you want to cover a team as a podcaster in the reality sphere not fantasy so like if you got a team and you follow them religiously and you're like you know what damn it i could cover this team as good as any beat writer let me know all of this stuff reach out on twitter at dan Vespris. follow me so i can direct message with you and who knows, maybe you will be the next sports ethosian. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Not the way hoop ballers did. Hoop ballers, shout out Josh Millman. Um, sports ethosers? I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. Let's dive into the fantasy stuff. You guys waited long enough. We finally got back into it yesterday. We'll get into it a little bit more today now. I say a little bit more, I mean a lot of bit more, because that's fantasy from now until basically the end of time. We talked about three Fridays back about Yahoo's preseason rank board, which hasn't changed that much. They did an adjustment about a week in, dropped on like a Wednesday, and then it came, then they changed it at the following Friday, I think. But since then, it's pretty much stayed stable, but for a couple of things, little baby shifts. Now, if you recall on yesterday's show, I gave you the first 12 names on the ADP board. They almost matched the first 12 names on the preseason rank list with a couple of 
shuffles. Luka Doncic, Giannis were a little bit higher in ADP thanks to points leagues, a little bit lower in preseason ranks. Uh, the ADP board finished up at LeBron at 12, who I don't think we talked about on yesterday's show. I don't know why I didn't get to LeBron, but we'll lump him in there. So it was actually 1 through 11 yesterday. Oops. Only realizing this now. So it's 12 through 50-ish plus today. Uh, top 11 was Jokic, KD, Trey, Embiid, Luka, Steph, Giannis, Cat, Tatum, Lamelo, and James Harden. That was your first 11 names on the ADP board. After that, again, pretty closely paralleling the preseason rank board. You've got LeBron, John Morant, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Which, again, if you look over at the, the rank list, Kyrie was higher in the preseason board. But then you got LeBron, Ja, KD, Kawhi, Butler, Davis, Paul George, Bradley Beal was the next one that floats in there. And he actually, he's a couple slots lower in ADP after a really bad year. Uh, over on the ADP side, it goes Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, Bam Adebayo, Demonis Sabonis. I mean, these are all pretty expected. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm just going to read them off to you guys, and then we'll kind of pick and choose here. Uh, DeJounte Murray, Freddie Van Vliet, Rudy Gobert, DeMar DeRozan, Darius Garland, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown at 33. That was a lot earlier than where we saw him popping up uh, in various uh rank boards but it is pretty close to where yahoo has him in his in their preseason rank he's 34 over there despite being in terms of guys that were ranked way higher than he expected jalen brown was number 63 per game last season it's just something to keep in the back of your mind uh anthony edwards right behind jalen brown deandre aden time lord pascal siakam nuclear uh vucevic cade cunningham very early this year It'll be going pretty early, not surprisingly. Zach Levine, Zion, Chris Middleton, JJJ, who I think is just going to keep moving down as we continue to get he's not ready reports. Drew Holiday, Evan Mobley, De'Aaron Fox. Oh boy, is he early? CJ McCollum, Kristaps Porzingis, Jonas Valanciunas, and Brandon Ingram. In terms of looking for spots where ADP drifted away from the preseason board, there are basically none yeah i mean you've got some stuff that's like four or five slots off but for the most part these things are running hand in hand which is pretty much what you'd expect as you get deeper into adps that's where and you know these early drafts are a little screwball um probably a higher percentage of auto drafting happening i mean maybe these have mock drafts in i don't know uh but as you get a little farther in you'll start to see stuff diverge a little bit. A few more names to throw at you. Uh, next page of ADP, so this is now 51. OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, Jarrett Allen. I mean, these are guys, first of all, uh, this is basically where they were. I mean, this is where they are on the preseason rank board. Josh Giddy, Scotty Barnes, Christian Wood, earlier than I expected to see him in almost any spot. Lonzo. Miles Turner, Desmond Bain, Michael Porter Jr., Tobias Harris. Like, this is, there are no huge surprises here. These are the names you're seeing on the other side of the board. I thought we'd see Jamal Murray a little earlier, but we haven't. 
So what does this tell us? Because right now, uh, by the way, Chet Holmgren, 87 in ADP as he continues to slide earlier and earlier. That's actually where you're starting to see maybe a little bit of a divergence. Some of those types of guys. Paolo, 79-ish, even though his preseason rank is 95. Where's Chet these days? 120. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. So if there was any surprise, and here's the beauty of, of what we're doing here, and we'll go back to some of the names in a second. This is our first look at obvious hype guys. I say this because there are very few rank boards even available right now on August 24th. By the way, yesterday I should have wished a happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. I thought of it today because 824. There are very few rank boards that are out right now. And the ones that are out, the people that have them probably aren't doing much of the drafting yet. So what you're seeing here is just people drafting off the Yahoo preseason rank chart and then whatever guy they just decided, I got to go get that dude. And the really funny thing is that, and I guess it's not ha-ha funny so much as it is like expected funny, the names, the only real sizable name shifts that you're seeing on the board right now are rookies. That's it. That's it. That's like the whole thing. Everybody else is almost exactly where they are on Yahoo's preseason rank board. The ones that aren't are the rookies. In fact, as you look at the ADP information, you got Paolo at 79, which again, you know, he's in the he's in the 90s on Yahoo's preseason rank chart. You've got Chet Going at 87, he's at 120 on Yahoo's preseason rank board. And even that is no guarantee because Keegan Murray, Yahoo has him preseason ranked at 102, and his ADP is 102. 101.2, excuse me. Sorry. So, um, right now, and this is, you know, this is a tough exercise because... How many people are going to draft on August 24th? The answer is an extraordinarily low number. But right now, and this is, again, this is why I only wanted to do like one and a half shows on the ADP drop itself. 
the news actually contained within the ADP drop. Because right now, all we're getting from the ADP information is, are the early drafts paralleling the Yahoo rank board? And are there any really key differences that are emerging? And the answer is, they are strictly paralleling the Yahoo preseason rank board. And the only real differences, I mean, this is, it's nuts. Like, it really is just two or three players. The only real differences are Paolo Banchero and Chet Holmgren. That's almost the, that's basically it. You'll find some other stuff mixed in there as you get farther down the board. Um, you know, uh, let's see if we can find one on the fly here. Where's Where's Jalen Green um, on Yahoo's preseason? Oh, he's 98. Yeah, his ADP is 94. Like, that doesn't even count. That's the same. It's the same. The only marked differences so far, the only ones, are Paolo Banchero and Chet Holmgren. Which I think, and, you know, we'll, we'll track where they move over the next seven weeks or whatever it is. But the indication that I'm getting from that information and that information alone is that those guys are going to be movers. Chet, in particular, is probably the biggest difference between ADP and preseason rank, and this is by the way, you're not gonna we're not gonna look at the guys that are ADP of like 135 because that's the whole league is back there. Someone with an ADP where they're reliably getting drafted in a single digit round, which Holmgren would be there, that would be uh, like a late seventh, early eighth, is off by whatever it is, three and a half rounds roughly to where Yahoo has him pre-ranked this year. You can tell from this ADP data that Yahoo's going to move his preseason rank up the board. Chet's going to be on the move up. Paolo will as well, but Chet even more so. And you're probably looking at a player where this positive feedback loop is going to hit so hard that right now preseason rank was 120, ADP's in the 80s. You're probably going to see the preseason rank get bumped up into the 80s or 90s, and then you're going to see the ADP where people start to realize they're going to have to go even earlier to get him. They will. And so that'll move into the 70s. And depending on how much time this all takes, between adjustments, between you know data re-dumps, it could happen three, four times where all of a sudden his ADP jumps by 10, then it jumps by 5, then it jumps by 5 again, then it jumps by 4. All of a sudden, this dude's going 24, 30 picks earlier, and you're looking at a late 5th, early 6th on a guy that was preseason ranked 120. This is how hype trains get a little bit out of hand. When they start this early, if there's no pullback, and that's the thing you have to hope for here, if you have any hope of landing Chet Holmgren, if he's someone that you want, because certainly his fantasy game does look interesting, if he's someone you want, you're also praying for a pullback. Meaning at some point, whether it's preseason or a news break or a, you know, a strained hammy or something that just sort of yanks the cord back on his out-of-control hype. Because otherwise, the price is going to get ridiculous. It's just going to keep moving up. I like to think of it, these these hype train things, I like to think of it uh, like that kids game where I think they may have appropriated it for 
for name that tune. I'm not positive, but it's basically like wagering. Everybody's in a in a circle, and they're like, "Oh, I can do this in five uh, clues, or I can get it in four clues. I can get it in three clues." And for music, it was, "Oh, I can get it in you know four beats or five beats." And everybody keeps trying to one up one another. I mean, it's basically like an auction. Sorry, it's like an auction. I know that we don't talk much auction draft on here, but it's basically like an auction draft, but it's happening in a long, drawn-out stretch of time where the auction, instead of happening bing-bang-boom where people need to make their choices, this auction is people seeing news change, watching the price of something shift, going back to their drawing board, thinking, hmm, I still kind of want this, and then going up again. So you got to look for the pullback there. Otherwise, this early data, that massive split between Holmgren's preseason rank and his and his first ADP number is a is about as strong an indicator as we can get of someone's hype train going fast and we didn't even know the train was was turned on yet. We always knew he was going to go earlier than 120, but like at least with Paolo, we look at Banchero, preseason rank 95 ADP about a round earlier than that. So, yeah, there's there's a little something there. But not three and change. I don't think I saw Jabari Smith Jr. on that board. Where was he? He's in there somewhere. I probably just glazed over his name because there's so many names lined up in a row. It's hard to find. The other thing, and this is something I mentioned, uh, I did an appearance with uh, our, our friend of the show, Josh Lloyd, on, yes, uh, last Wednesday, I think. Josh was kind enough to have me on his podcast last week, and we talked, first of all, we talked about Brandon Clark, because you guys know I've said it on this show a few times. I think he's a very intriguing, particularly early season before JJJ comes back, but I actually think he can hold value even after that. His preseason rank is 106. That's actually one that got moved up the board a little bit. Might be my fault. We'll find out. Uh, but one of the other things that um, that we talked about a bit on, on Josh's podcast was the general old man vibes of this year. And today feels like as good a day as any to, to roll that out there because now that we've seen this ADP data, at least the first batch of it, it does bear out that Yahoo's preseason rank and ADP information and just the way that the, the chips are falling right now, the old man squad is heavily early and late this year. It was one of the questions that, uh, that Josh took either from Instagram or Twitter. I can't remember where it came from, but it was asking about sort of where, who are the old man values in the mid-rounds this season. Because every year there's always like four or five guys ranked near 60 that I'm like, okay, we can target these dudes, and it's going to be really easy. Um, this year, it, they're not there. They're earlier and later. And you can see it from the ADP information as well. In the early rounds, if you're looking at reputable names that are falling just because they're not as sexy as before, Damian Lillard, second rounder, that's fallen. Kawhi, AD, Jimmy Butler, these guys are all like mid to late second rounders now. That didn't used to be. Halliburton is not an old man, but I don't know why he's falling. Freddie Van Fleet is a great example. ADP of 28. I don't know why. Rudy Gobert, there's a lot of fear around that. 
Chris Paul, still in the 30s. <laughs> the Time Lord, who's not an old man, but kind of has old man fantasy game. Vooch, ADP near 40. After an epically bad shooting season, even a slight positive aggression there, and you're in great business. But then, all of a sudden, everybody is... Almost everyone in the middle there is not an old man. And if you want to classify some of them that are... I don't think they're really values where they are. CJ McCollum at 47, that's not a value. Oh, Drew Holiday at 45 is. Maybe he's the back end of the front group. But the old guys in the middle are not really the old guys I'm targeting. Jonas Valanciunas I like, but he's going to take a hit with Zion back. Kristaps Porzingis is an old man, but you know what goes on with that. Miles Turner, we don't even know where the hell he's going to be playing. Tobias Harris lost a lot with James Harden in town. John Collins seems like he's taking a step back. Is Terry Rozier an old man at 65? Maybe he's the one in there? The reason I bring this up is because as you inch a little farther down the board and you get into the 70s, 80s, and 90s, all of a sudden the old men are plentiful. Get a load of some of these names with ADPs between 70 and 100 that are like, kind of easily can bust through their per-game marker. And I'm not even as concerned with the names in the 70s, but Clint Capella at 74 feels like a pretty easy one. Clay Thompson, his ADP... Oh, is Clay a little earlier? I thought Clay was, uh... Hmm, what's his preseason rank? Did he get moved up the board a little bit? Where are you, Clay? He was someone that looked later, whose ADP now seems to be a tiny bit sooner. I've lost Clay Thompson on the preseason rank board, but his ADP is 76, a little earlier than I expected. Marcus Smart's in the 70s. But all of a sudden now, you get into the 80s and 90s. Kyle Lowry, not someone that I really wanted, but in the 80s. Al Horford in the 80s. Gordon Hayward in the 90s. Jalen Brunson in the 90s, Brooke Lopez in the 90s, Mike Conley after 100, Rob Covington after 100, P.J. Washington, not an old man, but after 100, Mobamba, 110, Brandon Clark, 114, Lowry Markinen. These guys, we're, we're getting way down the board here now. What I'm saying is, all of a sudden, and for whatever reason, I don't know why it's happened this way, the old men value plays got mushed in either direction. It's like all these guys that are usually sitting between 45 and 75, where I'm like, oh man, I wish we could have like six fifth round picks. This year, it's like someone saw that pile. Picture this in your mind, if you will. The old man pile, which is like a, a, a big heaping mound of of band-aids and ice packs and centrum silver and werther's originals and they're all just like stacked up in a big pile and someone took a stone a big one make it a boulder go boulder size from the next story up and just dropped it on that pile of old man refuse what would happen well some stuff would get smashed in the middle which is like Tobias Harris, because he's still there, but he's not good. He's not, well, he's still good. He's fine. He's a perfectly fine NBA player, but his situation is not as good. And then a lot of this stuff would shoot out in either direction. And that's, for whatever reason, happened with the old men this year. 
a bunch of those guys, a bunch of the values on old dudes are wedged between 18 and 40, and a bunch are wedged between 80 and 110. I don't know why this happened. I think it's completely random. I think there's a perfectly reasonable, probably a better than 50-50 chance that next year, some of these players squeeze back into that old man pile in the middle. But this year, for whatever reason, the names that usually hang out in that group are all in bad situations. McCollum, Valanchunas, who we just talked about, Tobias Harris, John Collins, I guess his situation is fine, but I wouldn't certainly say it's any better. And then everybody else got pushed out to the sides. It's a weird, random phenomenon. I can't fully explain, but when you guys see the old man bored later this year, I usually put that out to the general public like the day before the season starts, but listeners of the podcast, you guys will hear me talk about it all the time. Subscribers can actually just see the list when I type it up probably a week or two before the season starts. So there's a slight advantage, of course, to getting yourself a uh, sports ethos fantasy pass on the NBA side. By the way, the fantasy pass, the NBA stuff is coming in uh, in a week, right? I had a triple check on that. We got a meeting later today, and then I'll know that for sure. I think they're coming early next week. I guess we'll promo that as soon as I know positive. And then the only other players that I thought might get pushed out a little farther was someone like a Clay Thompson or a Marcus Smart who didn't quite shoot as far down the board as I expected, but still are like kind of reasonable grabs in that territory. What this does from a draft analysis standpoint or a draft strategy standpoint is that because you can get some really nice values in the third round this year, you can feel free to, in the fourth round, fifth, even sixth, those to me are your take shot rounds. Take some shots in there. Which guys in those ranges do you think are going to vastly overperform? And frankly, if you don't like them, reach down the board. I don't care. Because I don't, I don't think the slightly younger guys in that grouping are all that safe anyway. But there are going to be a couple dudes in there that have big-time upside, and you can take a swing. Screw it. You can even go Porzingis and take the old man swing. If he doesn't play some games, again, we're talking Roto Games cap here, but if he misses some ball games, maybe that's an opportunity to get a big-time per-game producer when you know the guys behind him. You can just lap up value plays. Round six, seven, eight, nine, just going to be value, guys. Boring, maybe. Valuable? Absolutely. So I love this early season preseason rank board. I love this early ADP data, which is going to change, by the way, as you start to get other lists involved. And that's another thing I want you guys to watch out for here as we start to inch towards the end of the show. Watch the... And I don't know if it's going to be that obvious when these things happen, but watch for when big sites drop their rank boards. Our buddies over at Roto World, our buddies at Basketball Monster, our stuff here at Sports Ethos isn't coming out for a while yet. Like the, the B-150 is going to be coming out much closer to the start of the season. But watch for when these types of lists hit the market. Because you'll see where the lists are different. And if you can get your hands on them, even better. Because then you can look at those, look at the ADP data, and start to say, okay, here's who I think is going to move and here's what direction I think they're going to move in. Because those lists very much do impact ADP information. 
Oh, the tracking. I do. I love this stuff, but it, it really is a lot. It's a lot because big lists drop, adjustments happen, and everybody has to figure out kind of a second time through, okay, who makes sense now? Who makes sense now? Every week and a half, we're going to have to ask, who makes sense now? And frankly, it's why you shouldn't get locked in on any particular players, especially here in the early going, because let's say that, hypothetically, we were talking about Josh a little bit before. I don't know what his list is going to look like, but let's say Josh's list comes out, and you know he's two or three rounds higher on a particular guy that's currently as an ADP in the 70s or 80s. That person's ADP is probably going to move up. Because he's got clout, because enough people are reading that stuff that it's going to change the way the market goes. When brew, when the B-150 comes out, I can promise you, I've seen it every year since I've been here. When the B-150 comes out, ADP data moves. When Roto World's list comes out, ADP data moves. We'll talk to Jonas before the season starts. Make no mistake, we'll talk to Jonas. We'll probably talk to Doc, depending on if he's free. Our buddies over at Roto World, Matt Straup, will try to get back on the pod. Love those dudes. They all, Doc, Brew, the legends, these guys in their list, that moves the market. Their words move the market. I don't know if mine do yet. I think they probably do a little bit. I'm probably underselling it. Every time I say that, Brew's like, nah, man, you move the market. Understand. I haven't seen it yet, although, again, with Brandon Clark moving up the board, maybe, maybe that's the first sign of it. But still, he's outside the top 100. So this is this whole thing. You're going to see a, a Dan Vespers old man squad list that's composed almost entirely of guys with ADPs between 16 and 40, and then a big gap probably, and then guys from like 78 to 110. I'll try to break it out into different types of player too, because I know that some head-to-head selections in there make more sense than different roto selections, whatever league you're in. All right, so that's the strategic element here uh, from our first chunk of ADP data. Tomorrow, we're going to try something that'll probably end up dumb. We're going to try to do some name organizing from our rank board. And I'm using the one that we've done live on air, which does not, it's not going to be exactly the same as the one I'm actually taking a ton of time on myself, where I'm not like trying to frantically slot players in uh, while also still talking about them. That's not that easy, I'm learning. I, I think I did it last year, but I feel like I don't think anybody changed teams last season. It's a little harder to do it and talk about it at the same time if you can't stop and like sort through your numbers because that's bad podcasting. Anyway, we'll try to do a pass three with some ADP data. Basically, what we're going to do with that is create artificial markers on our board where we think different groups of players, different types of players will start and stop And then pass four is taking that information and starting to create those first buckets. So that'll be the next thing. Uh, We'll start that at least on tomorrow's show. We might just have to throw that cake in the oven and then show you what it looks like afterwards. But I don't know. We'll see. Fun to get back into fantasy, though, isn't it? I really do hope you guys like the betting shows. That was a really really cool break for me. Uh, Sports betting is something I've done a a long, long time. I don't host a show on it because I can't keep up with any other sports besides just basketball. And... You know, you can't do a sports betting show that stops for half the year. It's just, I mean, that you'll just lose every listener that you had. So instead, I dump a few of them into this one. 
Hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Vespers. I know some of you want to come aboard with us here at Sports Ethos. I know some of you want to play in our listener leagues. This is the time to start getting at me. D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Have a delicious Wednesday. Off-season episode 90 freaking 8 in the hopper. Hell yeah. Talk to you tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.